Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host Stephanie, here with my co-host Ariel. Hello everyone. And this week we're talking about our final female serial killer in our mini female serial killer series we were doing, Juana Barraza. And she is quite interesting to say the least. Um, So today we're talking about what we are drinking and I am drinking a lemon raspberry tea from David's Tea. It's super sweet. Like I've said before, I love very sweet drinks. I'm not into the like spicy or more bland. I want it like super sweet that it doesn't taste like tea. (laughs) That must be nice. I'm drinking nothing. Water. You're drinking water. (laughs) Basically nothing because I came to Stephanie's house and she has literally nothing to offer me. I offered you milk, juice boxes, and water. Listen, that, no. I wanted tea. I don't have any more. I'm sorry. Uh, guys, I'm getting over the flu, okay? Like, I literally have been dying for the last week. And I'm like, oh my god, Stephanie always talks about these great David teas. This is going to be perfect. I get here. And I was like, bitch, where's my tea? And she's like, oh, sorry. I'm out. I am. What the? Because you have to buy them. They're loose tea. So you have to buy them in, like, cans. They're not bags of tea, so when you run out, you're like, you can't just like go to the store and buy more. You have to like order it online, because David's Tea is based in Canada, guys. So, and the closest one from our house is about 50 minutes. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. So anyway, I did offer her juice boxes and milk because I have children, mm-hmm. and I also offered her water, which she did graciously take. I'm hydrating her and her onborn baby. You're welcome, fam. Listen. <laughs> also, I apologize now if I just like cough loudly in everyone's ears. Because I'm trying so hard not to, but sometimes, man, it just happens. It comes out. So I'm real sorry. I've got cough drops. I have water and no tea. Um, so hopefully... I I'll make you plain hot water. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right let's, so let's get going. before we jump in, we do want to let you guys know that someone sent us a super cool fact we wanted to share with y'all. So shout out to Justin for bringing the term um, fully adieu not the wine guys, to our attention. So when we had talked about the Sunset Strip Killers and how they were a couple, and it was, like, really crazy how they always Mm -hmm. just find each other, Justin sent us this email being like, oh, check out Folia Duh. It's basically shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder, which is an actual psychiatric syndrome, syndrome in which symptoms of a delusional belief and, like, hallucinations are transmitted from one individual to another. Mm. So, um, which is kind of crazy, because, like, you're saying, okay, so we talked about the Sunset Strip Killers. Like, maybe she wasn't one, and he was like, well, my crazy thoughts are now projected into your brain, so you also have crazy thoughts, which is insane. So there there must be, though, along with this, they have to have some sort of Gene mental or issue. or something. Like, because oh i see what you're saying yes 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 i, I mean you could be like i'm gonna be a serial killer i'm not gonna be like oh my god let's do it like there has to be something seriously wrong with that i mean i think this is so cool and especially that there's a name a little scary that there's a name because it ha- that means, that means it, it happens, happens so much so often that there actually needs to be a name for it um but i feel like no matter what these people are attracted to each other and, like, you transmit your psychosis? That's so crazy to mm-hmm. me. Because that's, like, just a wild... And then, so there's actually a story. We're not going over it. But it's just... It, they weren't serial killers. They were just a couple that actually murdered a nanny and said, Oh, sorry, we have folio. <laughs> like, they oh tried God, to... Like, like, that was their defense. They were like, we're, it's my bad. <laughs> oh, my God. We... I was a good guy. And she was the bad guy. And she transmitted her bad guyness to me. Obvious. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, 
Yeah, that's the story you're choosing, right? Huh? That's what you're gonna stick with. Okay, right, cool. But cool. also, thank you, Justin, because this was super cool. We did quite a bit of uh, reading on this, and it's actually very common. Like Ariel said, that's why you know they have a name for it. Right. But there's ton of tons and tons of like Leopold and Loeb and like thirteen couples who fell in love and then started killing people. There is literally articles. So if you Google Foley Adieu serial killers, because if you just type in regular Foley Adieu, it's going to give you all the wines. I didn't even know that was a wine. Yeah, so... Have you had it? I have not. Uh, um, is it fancy? Probably, which is why I haven't had it. <laughs> Does it cost more than $3? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 10 out of 10. <laughs> we have not had it. Um, but yeah, there's like articles everywhere. Literally, I Google it. It's, it's pretty fascinating to see how common it is. So again... One more shout out to Justin. That was awesome. Thanks thanks for bringing that to our attention. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening to all of our listeners as well as Justin. (laughs) Especially Justin right now. (laughs) He's getting props today. You want props? Send us an email. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) But not really. (laughs) Okay. So we are going to dive into Juana Barraza. Okay. So Juana Barraza was born in 1958 and was actually a Mexican professional wrestler. Um, like Lucha Libre masks on professional wrestling, like engage in Titanic mock battles. Not to be confused with, with Nacho, Nacho Libre, Libre the movie, because that's, that's what I said <laughs> in thinking very quickly when I was explaining to Ariel all about her. I was like, Nacho We're Libre. And I said it and was like, that so wasn't right. I'm going to just wait until she answers. <laughs> so. What? Isn't that a movie? Oh, gosh. So, yes, it was a movie. Um, so... Um, Juana Barraza was actually dubbed the old lady killer and she was sentenced to 759 years in jail for killing elderly women. So we'll get more into like her convictions and all that later on. Um, like every, almost every other serial killer, probably every serial killer we've talked about thus far, um, they have no idea how long she was actually killing and how many victims she actually had. So... Juana Barraza was born in Hildego, a rural area north of Mexico City. Her mother was an alcoholic who reportedly exchanged her for three beers. Three. Not even like a case. Like, I just need three. <laughs> Not even a 40. Not even like. a six-track. Like, it's just three beers. Exchanged her to a man who reportedly raped her while he had her. And then she became pregnant with his children. Like, how fucked up do you have to be, like... <laughs> three beers i'm sorry this is not funny at all but it's just like what the actual fuck is happening well and then like how how did this conversation like did you just up? always get three beers every time i guess this is where like because obviously right, we're not laughing beers, at addiction addiction no. is a very serious thing right. we understand like it ruins people's lives so please don't think we're making light of that we're no. not but the question is like if he was raping her enough for her to get pregnant and like is this was happening all the time, time or, like, did she uh, get the three beers, abandon her, right. and, and then, then never come back, just, yeah. and then he was, like, the caregiver. I guess right. that's what I'm kind of curious about. Right, right, right. About. So, um, Juana ended up having four children. Ew. Uh, and her oldest son actually died from injuries sustained in a mugging. So, they didn't give, like, the age or whatever. Um, okay. So, and like I said, uh, she, prior to her arrest, which obviously we'll get into, she was a professional wrestler, and her ring name was... La Dama de Silencio, a.k.a. The Silent Lady. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Kind of cool. Solid name. Yeah, it sounds a little scary. So, like I said, she had an obsession with Lucha Libre, and she was a professional wrestler, which is pretty crazy um, because, obviously, she was very well-known, 
most professional wrestlers are well known. So I think during that time in the area she was in, a lot of people probably knew who she was. And so was she like a large woman? <clears throat> yes. I'm just like picturing her like this like monster. Like, oh, you know who I'm picturing right now? The principal from Matilda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the police did say something like she was strong and bold or something. So I was like, okay. Strong and bold. Okay. Um, so anyway, I will have Ariel um, jump into the profile of her victims and then the investigation. So all of Baraz's victims um, were women aged 60 or older. Uh, most of them lived alone. And she actually bludgeoned and strangled all of her victims and then once they were gone, deceased, she would rob them. So, so kind. Yeah, you know, I think we should discuss a little bit that most likely the reason she killed these old ladies was because of the bullshit her mom put her through, right? Yes. Like, so I did read somewhere most... that they said most likely her motive was that she was so mad at her mom and she would basically picture these old ladies. Like, even that interview we list- I listened to had said something like, grandmothers especially like in mexico were known as like the community's mothers Mm. so like grandmothers mothers like they but they were all like a tribe and her mother clearly like didn't maybe have a tribe and also didn't leave her with like other safe people so she was very resentful to maybe the other elderly people in the community that didn't step up and help her and also obviously very pissed at her mom for that's really sad exchanging her so i'm assuming she was like okay well I'm going to get let down. But you also have to remember, she, like, didn't start killing until she was, like, in her 40s. So she, like, right. very She's waited a very long time. Like, I'm assuming her kids were probably pretty grown. There, there wasn't really any information on her children, so um, I don't have much for you guys on that. Um, she did get married, but I think it only lasted two years, and then they divorced. And I almost want to say it happened while she was in prison, if I recall correctly. She got married while she was in prison? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to double check. Sorry. I <laughs> thought I wrote so it down, strange. guys, and I didn't. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the investigation into her killings. Yeah. Um, she married in prison. That's special. What does she look like? I haven't even seen her yet. Oh. She, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain who she <laughs> looks like because I feel like I've seen a TV show with a woman who looks like this. Um, but that is her, and that is her as a professional. Yeah, wrestler. that's like definitely what I was expecting her. Ten to out of ten, like. right? Like she's a tough bitch. Yeah, tough bitch. So anyway, let's All right. continue. So, um, in Mexico City, where is um, most of these crimes initially occurred, she was profiled. I mean, obviously, it was her, but the killer was profiled as having a quote brilliant mind, clever and careful. So, police, and at this point. Police also thought that she, A, uh, was a man. And this was even after people were like, I'm pretty sure it was a woman. And they were like, right. it's probably just a man disguised as a woman. Right. Like, yeah. Which, I mean, she is a little manly looking. Um, but even most people said, oh, it was definitely a female. And they right. were like, it was probably a male. I think probably based on description, she definitely has more of a masculine demeanor. Right. So they probably yeah, thought does. that's why they were like, oh, right. it's wearing a w- she, he's wearing a wig. Right. So it's probably a man. Yeah. Um, The police also thought that um, this killer spent time kind of getting to know the victims and getting them to trust him or her. Um, And then once they did, she was like, bam, going to strangle you. And here's the other thing is anyone who follows anything serial killer related or killer in general, you guys know that strangulation is a really personal way to kill someone. 
it takes a long time. It's not like these movies where 10 seconds in, the people have passed out. Um, I was actually watching a documentary a couple days ago, and a guy was talking about strangling someone. And he said, all in all, it took almost 30 minutes to, like, make sure the person was dead. That sounds so terrible. Because so that means you're literally, like, there. And you're, mind you, like, you have to hold them down so maybe you're sitting on them while you're strangling them. Right. Like, you have to put all your force into it. And then, like, what if you slip for a second and they get their breath back? Well, you start that, over or they're going to kill you. what happened to this guy. Oh He's my like, God, every that time I thought that she terrible. was dead, like, I would let go and she would take a breath. I mean, poor woman. She's really fighting for it. Um, so anyway, so the search for Barraza... Um, was apparently a complicated one because there's a lot of conflicting evidence. Um, so the police actually also thought that there were maybe two killers involved. Mm-hmm. So at least three of Barraza's victims owned a print of an 18th century painting by the French artist Jean-Baptiste Gruez, boy in red waistcoat. So then they thought maybe that had something to do with it. Turns out, coincidence nothing to do with it sometimes it's crazy like it's like when we talked about um one of our first our more recent episodes and we were like oh the sister was like somehow connected to luca magnata the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the cat, um uh, don't fuck with cats cat guy but then like there was like no connection like he just like was infatuated with her randomly right yeah it's just crazy sometimes how you're like interesting like how do people find like you know what i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna send you some body parts oh creepy no thank you yeah, I think um, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a no for me. <laughs> um, so the authorities were actually criticized by people living in the town and by the media um, for dismissing evidence that there was even a serial killer at work. Um, basically, they were just like, oh, it's just the media like bringing all this attention on it. It's not actually a serial killer, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, and then soon after an investigation, um, police found further um criticism because of what there's a journalist described as ham-fisted which i do not know what that means do you know what that means what is it now ham-fisted ham-fisted um so the journalist was unproductive clumsy or like clumsy like oh okay maybe like almost like like when you fall over your feet maybe like falling over your hands almost um a ham-fisted attempt is the uh says clumsy, incompetent, like amateurish. Okay. So anyways, the, the a lot of journalists felt like the police were kind of just tripping over their own feet. Um, they were like looking into prostitutes as um, suspects and they were kind of just really had no idea what was going on. So at this point, we're in November of 2005 and the authorities were, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, reporting on witness statements that the killer wore women's clothing to gain access into the victim's apartment. So, guys, at this point, they're still thinking it's a man. Yeah, which, and again, I don't know if it, and it could technically be a culture thing, because, like I said, in a few of the interviews I talked about, they talked about, like, how, like, older ladies and things like that were very maternal and, like, right. always, like, pillars of the community and stuff like that. So they probably didn't think, like, oh, a lady could be, right. you know, a killer, because it's just not... I mean, obviously, we know as we look them up, common, but mm-hmm. a lot of them, a lot of the serial killers we originally looked at when we were looking at women to cover killed because 
like killed spouses they didn't like go randomly killing people in their community it's like they might have gotten married 15 times and for some reason no one thought after the third death of a husband (laughs) we should maybe maybe, check it out a little maybe there's something going on here further but i'm i'm wondering if that's why they were so adamant on it being a male well so also i find it strange that it took them so long to catch her because there was a lot of sightings like of her literally leaving houses after she killed people in one case, it says a, quote, large woman in a red blouse was seen leaving the home of a murdered woman. So. And I they're mean, like, oh, they probably got it wrong. Right. That, that poor lady was just walking in the neighborhood. <laughs> like, maybe just follow up. Like, even if you think it's a man, follow up. Apparently, after all of these, um, like, victim reports, and I mean, not victim reports, um, witness reports, Police began checking the fingerprints of the bodies. I'm glad finally they I know, thought this finally. was a good idea. <laughs> um, because but listen, listen to this though: fingerprints of the bodies in the city's morgues and the apparent belief that they may have committed suicide. So they're literally like cannot accept that this is a serial killer. But then again, my next question is: Did she hang them? And that's how she strangled them? Because why else would you use... I don't see someone pulling a stethoscope around their neck. And then she would obviously take it with her. It was her stethoscope. So she used to strangle... Not every victim, but a lot of her victims would get um, strangled with her stethoscope. So she obviously, like, took it. She wasn't like, let me just keep buying them and leaving them at the scene. (laughs) I mean, maybe she was. But stethoscopes are actually very expensive, in case y'all were wondering. (laughs) So probably not. Um... So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, how do you think, oh, this is a suicide unless you're purposely like, I'm just going to ignore every factual part of this case. I think that's what they were doing. I really think that they just did not want to be dealing with a serial killer at all. That is so crazy. Yeah. Um, So, in 2006, January 2006, um, there was a major breakthrough in the case when actually a suspect was arrested fleeing from the home of the serial killer's latest victim. Anna Marie De Los Reyes... Alfaro. Now that's a name. It's a strong name. <laughs> Who <laughs> lived in a part of Mexico City. Um, it looks like she... So she was about 82. She had been strangled with a stethoscope like Stephanie had just said. 82. Poor old lady. She's trying to like live out her best days, you Seriously. know? Seriously. Um, to the surprise of a lot of the people that lived in the town who had suspected the killer to be a male... The suspect, excuse me, I can't, like, try not to cough. The suspect detained was Juana Maraza. She was 48 at the time. and like, Which is crazy because that still makes her, like, almost half the age of half her victims. Yeah. Like, she was very young. Um, like we discussed, she was a female wrestler known professionally as the silent lady. Um, so witnesses at a previous murder scene had described a masculine-looking woman, which I think is probably... You guys will see her picture and you'll get why people thought that. Like, I don't know, if you didn't see her face and she was just, like, dressed in clothes, I can see how you would think she was a man. She's got that, like, really... Those broad shoulders and, you know... Um, We'll also post her, um, wrestling picture, by the way. Yes, please do that with her... (laughs) crazy looking cost because that's pretty rad so we're definitely gonna send that over to y'all um but i think that so when we had discussed um that journalist that was just like the police suck they don't know what they're doing 
part of it was because they were looking into transvestites and prostitutes. So they just thought it has to be a man that's dressing up like a woman to try to hide their identity. Um, however, later on, they did admit that um, Juana Barraza did resemble many of the composite images of the suspect. They're like, oh, it does add up. Got it. So they were just so blinded by the fact that she was a woman. Like, they just could not accept that she was a woman. So, I mean, whatever. Um, It looks like she had (laughs) close cropped hair, dyed blonde, and a facial mole. And was carrying a stethoscope. Here's the other thing, too, though, like... No one thought that she, this lady's just like walking around in the neighborhoods with a stethoscope going yeah, into yeah, this house. So it says she had a stethoscope, pension forms, and a card identifying her as a social worker when she was detained. Oh, but do social workers use stethoscopes? Like, is it, I don't understand. Well, if she was like a social worker for the elderly, which, like, she could be checking their vitals. Why? Because they're I don't think that's old. a thing. <laughs> Like I, I don't think, know. I don't have the answers. To I that. mean, I guess people just don't ask questions when you have a stethoscope. Like, well, and you have to think of how many people like walk up to like I've had people walk up to my door and being like, "Hey, are you interested in this life changing vacuum?" And I'm like, "No, serial killer, please get off my front steps." <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Ten out of ten, no. Mm, all right. So then now there's also all right. So they have Raza in custody. And now they've got these fingerprints and evidence, and it does say that it linked Barraza to at least 10 murders and as many as 40. Um, it is said that she did confess to murdering Alfaro, who is that 82-year-old poor lady, um, and three other women. However, she denied involvement in any of the other killings, which, like, Why? If you're gonna, yeah, I never know why serial killers do this. Like they're like, yes, I did four, but those other ten, absolutely. Or they're like, I did eighteen. That last one wasn't me. Like, and like, maybe it's true. Sure, but like, more than not, it's usually not. Like, it's just very, um, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like, I don't know if you're. They've got you. You're already admitting to one. Just admit to the rest of you them. You know what? Maybe they don't admit to the rest of them because I hope when they go to trial, they'll get less conviction and then have a better chance. I mean, obviously she didn't. We know she got sentenced to like 780 years. <laughs> but but I like think regardless, most of the time if you kill someone, you get life without parole. Most of the time. That's a, such not trueness. That was a terrible sentence. I know. What that was, was that? so untrue. I apologize, everyone. Such not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clear I'm way too much time with my three-year-olds. <laughs> and that's how I speak now. Um, you have to think of, okay, you murder someone. A lot of people don't usually get it without parole. And it, a lot of it depends on the, like, gruesomeness of the crime, your age, like, what they think the motive is. And then you have to remember, like, you still need to convince an entire jury. You always have someone on that person's side being like, oh, no they're actually innocent or they're right. insane or they're whatever. And then a lot of those people get let out. A lot of those people end up changing who they are in prison or whatever, quote, quote. Right, like finding God. And, and then they get let out early or they go to like, or it's overcrowding. Like there's so many reasons that people can get out and then other reasons like people say, you know what I mean? Like it just, it really Our depends. The system is so fucked up. Yeah, yeah, you know it's me. Like Don't get me started depends. on that one. 10 out of 10, don't recommend the justice system to anyone. <laughs> if you can avoid, please do. Um, oh my but yeah. 
I like how she told them, though, that she, when reporters asked, she had visited in search of doing her laundry. Like, she was looking for laundry work, but then it said she had a social work (laughs) card. So, like, are you a social worker who offers to do people's laundry? Because if one of those could show up at my house. Right? That'd be great. I would super appreciate it. (laughs) Excuse me, guys. Okay, so... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, Steph, you want to talk about her arrest and conviction? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So she was tried in the spring of 2008, and the prosecution basically was like, hey, we think she's responsible for as many as 40 deaths. So she admitted to that one murder (laughs) and then told police her resentment was regarding her um, own mother's treatment of her. So we were right. Um, On March 31st, and mind you, this is in 2008. So this is... Not that long ago. I was just thinking that. I'm like, wow, this is, like, real. This is 12 years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm like, what year are we in? <laughs> it's going by too fast. Um, on March 31st, she was found guilty on 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary, including 11 separate counts of murder. Wait, so the 16 charges plus aggravated plus another 11? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, I think Am so. Am I reading that right? Well, that would make more sense as to why she got, like, 759 years. Right. Because that's a lot of years. So, it says, sentences imposed in Mexican courts are generally served concurrently, but the maximum sentence under Mexican law is 60. So, concurrently obviously means, like, back to back to back to back. Right. But because they also have a law, which makes no sense, because how, how are you going to have a law that negates the law you just created? Yeah, right. You're like, okay, so you, we are saying you have to do them concurrently, but we're also saying if you do them concurrently, you actually have a chance of getting out. I don't understand. Again, here's another, like, loophole. Right, yeah. That you would run into. So, everyone said she'll most likely serve the full sentence in prison. Like, what do you mean most likely? <laughs> like... Most likely, you just said she was sentenced to 759 years. So even if she got 60, that would make her, oh no, yeah, that would make her like 108. Right. So, to wrap her up, I have a few fun facts. I, this first one cracks me up. Is I that, love that you put this as a fun fact. <laughs> on top of being a professional wrestler, she actually used to sell popcorn <laughs> at the wrestling rink. Like, all I can picture is people when you go to, like, a hockey game or, like, a baseball game, and they have, like, that huge, monstrous, like, tray around their necks that looks like it weighs 400 pounds, and they're like, popcorn, yeah, popcorn, anyone want some head? popcorn? Because some of them hold them on top of their head. Oh, I'm like, but then I was like, she going with this? <laughs> like, so, there's that. Um, she used phone cables, tights, her stethoscope. Um, so um, apparently maybe sometimes she didn't carry the stethoscope because sometimes it says she used phone cables or tights. So I don't know if she would like, like pick something. Like from their house? Yes, correct. Yeah. From the victim's house. Right, right, right. Um, Like we said, the police thought they were looking for a man who was disguising himself as a woman. And then we had said she would steal something from their house. And it was usually always a religious statue. Creepy. Yeah, so, and you always talk about, like, serial killers who have trophies, but a lot of the serial killers we've talked about this far haven't really dived into the fact what their trophies were. Yeah, you're right. So, like, when I read this, I was like, ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, we know people keep, like, earrings and things like that, but generally, they don't say, like, oh, he always took an earring from his victim. She was very specific in, like... Most people had religious statues, especially Especially the elderly. And in that area. So, she would steal one of them. Right. And probably had this, like, massive-ass collection yeah, right. of trophies. So, y'all, that's Juana Barraza. Wow. She's pretty interesting. Yeah. And that I also just... wraps up our female uh, miniseries. We'll definitely go back and forth. Yeah, we for sure. definitely like, you know, breaking it up. Obviously, we're not just going to continually, 
you know, we like to mix it up for you guys. Yeah. So well, there definitely are a lot more female serial killers that we're gonna like hit on. Cause. Yeah. So we started with these four, and then we'll probably do a few episodes, and then coming up in probably the next few weeks or so, we will be starting our child serial killer. Yes mini series which yeah. will literally be children serial killers right which and is which probably gonna lose sleep at night so. yeah but because some of them are crazy and then you yeah. have to think like the difference with children serial killers is that a lot of them get out right i know because they're children and they're right. like oh well and then you're like <laughs> yeah very scary but super interesting so Anyway, that's our episode for today. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, uh, like us, rate us, send us suggestions, emails, all the fun stuff. Yeah, we're getting a lot of suggestions lately, and I'm loving yes. it. Same, same. We're very excited about so that. please. So, if you have any questions for us or anything at all, please feel free to let us know. Otherwise, have a great Wednesday. Bye, guys.